to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Joe, and Dan. Hello! What a boost! Indeed. How are we doing? Yeah. Tribal Chief. Good. Very very well. Um, as you say, the sun is shining. I say the sun is shining. It's actually quite grey here today, but it hasn't rained. It's probably going to rain this weekend when I have to drive two and a half hours to Hartlepool for the weekend. So it's probably going to pour it down all the way there hey, all weekend see, and all the way back. We're probably. off to Comic-Con. We're off to Linden Comic-Con. We've got the sunshine. Oh, is that this weekend? Degrees. Yeah, we miss Jamie. Like We get to Linden on the Friday and Jamie's there on the Saturday, Sunday, so we miss him. Are you only going for the one day? We'll yeah, meet one day, don't you worry. Well, we will meet. Well, We're all going to meet Ed Clash at the castle. <laughs> at that castle, you know, that arena next to a castle. You get to see Tyson Fury versus Omos. get to see a theory cash in on Drew McIntyre. What more do you want in life? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be very, very much worth it. Uh, I can't remember how much we pay for tickets. I, feel, I just feel sorry for the people on the front row that pay their thousands of pounds for their tickets hey, that ultimate fan experience though. logan paul versus bron breaker oh, as well good lord <laughs> yeah the next nxt champion challenger dear me <laughs> how um how are we all doing then in the week of wrestling obviously we'll have a chat about the old money in the bank because that's more or less what we're centered around this week but if we have we had a fun-filled wrestling week so far has it really just been money in the bank no, we've seen Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT um, UK. Um, we watched that blood and guts with uh, all of the botches and yes. waiting for spots to happen. Uh, it wasn't exactly the best of matches, but um, yeah, caught up on all of our wrestling. It's nice to see the transition. But I like, I'm liking seeing the transition between NXT UK and NXT 2.0. A lot of them are going across to the States and they're bringing up a lot of uh, people uh, from the undercard and... You never know. We we might see Brendan soon. I mean, that'd be good. Never going to happen. So it'll be that jobber, the squash match. That's what it'll be. It'll be brought in. The local enhancement talent. That's what he they, will be brought in us. They did that to, I don't know if you've heard of the wrestler called Mike Bird. They did that to Mike Bird once. When we, we remember, I think you were there, weren't you, when we were at the UK tapings. And Mike yes, Bird, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And he got squashed, squashed by Walter, didn't he? But he was, he's like a... He did. 10-year veteran and um, used to work for Joe and Asda, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. Well, he's done well for himself. I'm going from Asda to getting squashed to Walter. Or from stacking, from stacking the pieces to stacking people up in the room. Exactly. Except we might as well have a... he got stacked up. <laughs> we, we might as well have a chat about Blood and Guts, then, because obviously we, we recorded last week and before Blood and Guts took place. Well, obviously, obviously the match itself, Jamie is our resident AEW expert. I mean, I did watch it. I watched the whole, I say I watched the whole episode of Dynamite. It was literally two or three matches, wasn't it? Because the Blood and Guts match was on for a good hour. Um, better than the first Blood and Guts match, Jamie? On par or worse? Um. I think the ending was a, a little bit better. I mean, we did have the whole thrown off the, uh, shall we call it cell? I don't know the structure. All the I can think of structure. is, by God is my witness, he's hurt his elbow. Well, yeah, exactly. But I mean, the worst part is last time it just looked awful when Jericho got thrown off. You could tell it was cardboard boxes. But uh, they had the spot again, and it was okay. I, I think the first one was a bit better, but, you know, MGF was in that first one as well, wasn't he? So, 
What else who, who can says, you do? Who's MJF? He's this guy, all right. You should you should hear about him. He's pretty He's good. Better than you, and you know it. That's who he is. I no, I, no, I, no, I actually no, no, think no. I I preferred this one to the first one. I am a little bit biased with being a fan of the Blackpool Combat Club. And it was good to see old Claudio in there as well, because he started the match, didn't he? He ran straight in with those upper arm cuts he did. Um, I, I I just kind of felt it was... A, and maybe it was because people like Cla- Claudio were in it, but it felt a bit more... I don't know if brutal is the word, because obviously it's full of weapons and it's an ODQ match. The actual physicality of the match, I felt, I felt there was more physicality between the wrestlers than in the first one. The first one really did feel like a gimmick match, and of course it is a gimmick match, so, you know, it is. But this one actually felt more like a fight within the gimmick rather than just, oh, here's the gimmick of the cell, if you want to call it that, and, and, and the two rings. I kind of forgot there was two rings in this one because I was more transfixed on the fact that there was actually some physicality and some brutality in it. Um, there were so many times where I was like, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's two rings. It kind of just felt like one, one giant ring. I felt like they were better going between the two rings to kind of make the match flow. I think in the first one, and, and, and like War Games matches in general as well, depending on who it is, I mean, especially when you look back at the WCW ones, some of them are great, but some of them, especially with Hogan in, aren't, aren't good at all. And it's more because you've got somebody like a Hogan going from one ring to another, climbing through the ropes, climbing over the ropes. You just, oh, but this one, it just kind of felt like it was, there was a, a, be- a better flow to it and certainly a better flow to, to the first match. So, yeah, I I enjoyed it more. But Dan and Joe, did, do you have any, did you, so you watched it then? For, for the first time in a while, you watched AEW? I watch AEW every week. I watch um, Rampage as well. I, I watch both each week. Oh, lovely. Granted, I blitz through quite a lot of it because it's boring spot festy and they don't have a clue what they're doing half the time but yeah watched it it was nice to see a lot of the, the big guys doing big guy stuff you saw jack swagger face off against uh jason statham as well do the wee <laughs> jack stuff. who jack swagger another guy who was on apollo 13 jack swagger yeah. there were so many we the people chants between you know, from the crowd from when him and um, claudio were both locking up or starting together that was uh that that was good to see Dutch Mantella would be proud. Yes, I suppose he would, yes. I'm surprised he's not involved in AEW as a booker or just a backstage hand. He's got such a great wrestling mind. They could really... I said, well, I say they could do with him. They, he seems to be getting on well enough without him, but I don't think it would hurt. No, definitely not. It's always good to have their minds, but they, you know, they've already got 10,276 different people backstage at um, AEW every week anyway, so what, what more, you know, have one more in there. That's true. You enjoyed the match then overall, Joe? The the right winners with the Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the back Blackpool Combat Club. Obviously, you know, where Regal is close to our hearts being, you know, from the UK and, you know, being a British institution, a British icon. Um, I think I mentioned it last week, I've been listening to his podcast and, like, he's, like, breaking down, like, why stuff matters and, like, why they do certain things as a wrestler, like, to get emotion out of people. So, yeah, Second best wrestling podcast out there behind Grapple. It is. Just have we? Right we've now. all been. We've all been listening to. It, have we? I think I'm. More, I'm. I've got about twenty, thirty minutes left of the newest episode. But at time of recording, I think episode five will be out tomorrow. 
So, because it's another Q and A one, the newest one. That I'm yeah, I've, I've I've listened to them all. You have, have you? Well, like I say, I've only got about twenty minutes left, but it's just like don't don't get me wrong. There are other enjoyable wrestling podcasts out there. By wrestling podcasts, I mean these one-on-one interactors, either your Conrad Thompson uh, podcast with your Eric Bischoff and things like that, or your Ric Flair or your Austin ones or Jericho. Does he still do his Jericho? I can't. I've not yeah, Jericho did Jericho. one with the um, Impractical Jokers. Yes. Can I just say as well, how great was the uh, the uh, Blue Chew advert? <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. The, the, you no, know, you get those know. advert You get those adverts on uh, the Will Did I Regal see podcast. Oh, no, the Will Regal podcast. Oh, and, the, and oh, they're talking the, about the blue the chew. Like, well, tell me, tell me, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Regal. <laughs> and they're talking about. He says, "Oh, and then the parcelman, he can bring it, and then you just wait for the postman." Said, and yeah, unless he's already opened it, and it's like then you get a different kind of parcel. <laughs> he said, "It's it's always good to use if you've got sunburn, so it lifts the sheets off you." Exactly. <laughs> it was the best advert I've ever heard on any podcast. I'll give him that. But yeah, I am really enjoying it. And like, well, what I was just going to say with with the other podcasts, this I do enjoy listening to a history of a, a wrestler's career. But I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just a connection because it's a British wrestler, or even more of a connection with somebody like me or Jamie. The fact that you know he's well, let's be honest, not born in Blackpool, but built from Blackpool. Um, you Where know, he's he more. He's was born in oh i'm gonna get this wrong now he basically came over to blackpool when he was a kid but he wasn't born in blackpool type thing um but so he's he called blackpool his hometown because he, he lived there for well obviously not the majority of his life because he's been abroad or in japan and america and all that kind of stuff i'll tell you now where he's from we'll have we'll have a good look at old darren matthews codsall. from Do where codsall in south staffordshire Oh, there we go. That's fine. Yeah, near Wolverhampton. Um, there we go. You know his son, who's currently in NXT UK. Do you think yes. that he's somebody that you could potentially see coming up through the NXT and WWE ranks? Or do you think it'd be, you know what, I'll wait for my NXT UK contract to expire and they'll actually go over and join his dad? Because you could see someone like, uh, you could see him, I've seen him compete quite a lot. You could see him actually joining the Blackpool Combat Club, being like a protege. You know, he could team with um, Brock... Um, Anderson as well. You see him in those sort of second generation styles. Uh, which one? Which route do you reckon you see him going? If I'm being honest, I haven't seen enough of him. I just get the feeling that it would more because it's quite typical of anybody at the minute in WWE. I could see him doing quite well in NXT, and then if they eventually decided bringing him up to him up to the main roster, not really having anything for him. But at the same time, in AEW, I just get the feeling that he'd probably be hanging around dark and dark elevation for most of the time. And that's not an up in himself. I just, uh, maybe that's just because I haven't seen enough of it. I think I've seen like three matches, if that. Um, And I don't necessarily think that, I get the impression, and I get the impression from listening to Regal's podcast, is that he's quite happy being independent, not distancing himself from his dad, if anything, far from it, and not, you know, hiding the fact that he's related to, to his dad. I know they're kind of now referring more to Bron Breaker being related to Rick Steiner, especially with Rick appearing on TV with him and stuff, but, you know, they could have quite easily given him the Stein name and they didn't. So I know that what kind of the way that they're going with Regal's son, 
But I just kind of think he wants to kind of make a name for himself. So if he went over to AEW, I'm not necessarily sure he would go over to the Blackpool Combat Club. I think he'd want to kind of do his own thing. That may also be detriment to himself because then they'd just be like, oh, yeah, you're on dark or you're on dark elevation every week because you're just another spot on the roster. So I I don't tend to say this much, but I almost think he's probably best in where he is now and taking the gamble of eventually going on to the main roster. Whether that does him any help or not, um, who knows? But put it this well, way: if he was, if he was, if his contract was up tomorrow and he was given two new contracts and he said re-sign with us NXT and you may eventually go to the main roster or go to AEW, I'd probably say stay where he is. Yeah. Well, you see what's happened with that. You look at NXT UK, the influx of people moving from there. You look at um, what's his name, JD McDonough or whatever his name is. Um, he attacked John um, Bron Breaker last night, so he's getting an NXT uh, championship match down the road. Uh, a kid's just been called up, and he's called like a kid. Zion a kid. kid. A a kid. He changed his name. He's like a mathematician. He's called Axiom. like Axiom. That's it. Oh, yeah, Matt he Striker. He's not a school teacher, is he? No, they just give him like a math gimmick or something because he does those of flips. You've the got. Was it Nathan Frazier as well? He's uh, doing quite well. He's from Jersey. Um, so they've moved quite a lot of people up. Um, but then you've got someone like the Grizzled Young Veterans and they've given them um, like red hoods. They, yeah, they've given them red hoods and roads and they call them the Dyad. So they've stripped their gimmick completely off them and they're literally walking around like, like druids. Like the druids, Tarot. Oh, dear well, we, we haven't seen officially. that gimmick before. We don't know officially that it is them, but... They've kind of hinted that they're former champions. Oh, whatever happened to whatever happened weeks ago? We were talking about it where after the cameras have been rolling and they put it on WWE.com of Bron Breaker being attacked by people in hoods. Did anything ever come of that? Who was that? Yeah, they they were the Dyad, um, and they're teamed up with Joe Gacy. Um, Joe Gacy oh, managed right. to get that was like a month ago. Joe Gacy got a title yeah. match, and they basically put a stipulation that if Bron Breaker um, lost his cool and got disqualified, then the title goes on Gacy, but he kept his call, Taron, and he retained the belt. And last night he faced um, Camel Cams, baby. um, Is he still wearing that hat? No, he's wearing a suit now because he made a lot of money on the Bitcoin. So he um, he got a title match, but I can see Cameron Grimes potentially being called up to the roster soon. He's... um, he was trained by Hurricane and a couple of the other Carolina boys. And obviously Hurricane's an agent. So he's ready and season ready to go up. But there's rumours that Zion Quinn and Sanger might be getting called up soon as well. Two big heavy hitters. So mm-hmm. um, there are there are times of changing and, and things are moving. They might all get to beat Jobber Champer on the main roster then. No Jobber Champer. He's teamed up with The Miz. He, he shut his hand this week on Raw. He's friends with The Miz. Because The Miz, The Miz needs help because Logan Paul's coming after him. Well, we might as well have a chat about that now, then. Logan Paul, a multi-year deal with the WWE. So, you know, this this isn't just a Bad Bunny one- or two-year appearance side of things, or a, what was he called from Arrow? Joe and Mel? Stephen and Mel. 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 I don't know where I got Joe from. He's a Comic-Con Taron. Um, oh my dear Lord, that's why I'm not going. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, multi-year deal. By the sounds of it, let's call it two or three years, probably two to three matches a year by the sounds of it and probably only appears for a couple of weeks before a match and maybe may even disappear after a pay-per-view and not be seen for three or four months but i i don't think anybody else has expected anything other than that and to be quite honest i think i'm quite happy with that i could probably stomach that because seeing him on tv every week if he was a full-time superstar i mean 
I say that, I tend not to watch most of the weekly shows anyway, but that really would be a turn-off for me. However, I will be the first to admit, like I did after we'd watched WrestleMania, I was impressed with what he did in his match with The Miz. Um, we know this is building up to a match against The Miz. I think the storyline is that The Miz is trying to get him back on his side, isn't he, for a tag team match? But, um, you know, we, we know it's going to go to a singles match. And I'm not, I'm not against the idea... If you're going to bring in a celebrity, if you want to call him a celebrity, and I'll use that term very loosely with him, you know, he does have millions of followers. He's going to generate money for the company. And he he, he could put on a good show. He did put on a good show at Mania. And he's going against The Miz, which is an absolute safe pair of hands and a solid worker. So I have no issues with the match. Um, people will buy the pay-per-view if they don't already on the network or Peacock. Because, and I honestly do think they'll do it more more for Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the 3,000th time. They'll probably more buy it because they want to see Logan Ball and how he gets on on a one-on-one basis. And I think he'll do fine. And I am intrigued by it. So we'll see how he does at SummerSlam. And we'll see, you know, I mean, what will be next for him after the Miz. But let's get the Miz storyline out of the way. They could drag that out until January. But yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not as against it as I thought I would be. It makes business sense. I just hope that I just hope that they don't give him preferential treatment over the talent that's there every day working three hundred days a year. That'll be and let's be honest, that will be on less money than him because you know maybe not your reigns and people like that, but there will be superstar there'll be superstars there where he is earning more for less. Absolutely. Jamie, are you a fan of the old Paul himself, Logan Paul? He's, I mean, he's not my favourite Paul. I do prefer um, Sean the Paul, Jake Paul. No, I'm joking. Yeah, Jake Paul, who's again, them all. they've again pulled out of the Tommy Fury Jake Paul boxing match for the second time again today. So, yeah, <laughs> travel issues though, Taryn. Allegedly, so. Yeah, my favourite Paul is Sean the Paul. Oh, Sean Paul. Yeah, I prefer him. I like Shonda Paul. Yeah, um, you know, like I said, he was. Derek, it's fight week. All right. Uh, he was <laughs> no, that was, was me Facebook. That was. I just quickly checked. I they had started a playing. On I don't know if it was just my settings, but they start playing them all like the videos automatically. Yeah, they do. Now. It says really pro boxer Derek Chisora backs Boris Johnson. I'm a big fan of Boris. That's the video, Derek Chisora. Dear Lord, sorry. Carry on. My dear lord, <laughs> um, um, I think Boris needs to go to IKEA. He needs to get a new cabinet. Well, hey. I'm here all week, guys. Grapple Cash Show, tell your friends. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did well at WrestleMania, and it would be a solid match. You want someone safe in the ring, like you've already said, which would be the Miz. They've got the story there. Long-term storytelling. I mean, you've got Summer Sam, one of the biggest events of the year, the biggest event of the summer. So it will be a decent match. It won't be anything like incredible, like match of the year, but I expect a solid match. And, and possibly you could see him going on to uh, participate in a special Royal Rumble. Who knows? Anybody against the um, the, the signing? I'm excited. No, I'm going to put good. a poll up. I'm going to put a poll up later this week. What is next for um, uh, not Jake Paul, Logan Paul, when he um, when he does make his debut? So he makes his debut as a feud with Miz. 
what is next? Does he join the um, Judgment Day? <laughs> Could you imagine? Does he run around for the 24-7 title? Does he go down to NXT, you know, get build his roots? Or does he just become the commentator on Raw, just like Pat McAfee on SmackDown? He's going to um, bring back the Wyatt family. He's going to be part of the new and improved Wyatt family, Logan Paul. That's my prediction. In he's basically, he's going to be like the Sammy Guevara, you know, because um, he's got his blogs and vlogs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. doesn't he? And his people doing his ticky-tockies and whatever they're called and their, their, their vines and their twitches or whatever they're, these, these young people do these days. Very true. Um, speaking of signings, it looks as if Tyson Fury, it's a very boxing-centric episode, this isn't it? Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, Derek Chisora, now Tyson Fury. Um, yeah, it looks as if Tyson Fury is going to be signing on for another match. He had his match in Saudi a few years back now, didn't he, against somebody, you'll have to remind me, who did he face? Ron Strowman. Ron, that was it. Didn't he it win via count out? Yeah, it was incredible match yeah. of the year. Yeah, brilliant. Well, <laughs> it's rumoured he's going to be facing somebody at Clash of the Castle, which we will all be there to witness. Um, are we bothered? And if so, yes. who? Omos. Interesting. Give us your thoughts. So, I mean, big many matches. True. It's not mm. going to be true. True's going for the world title. It's going to be big many match. You know, you've got MVP. He only wants the big many matches for his client, Omos. And who's the biggest draw? The guy who sells out stadiums. 80,000 people stadiums. He sold out the Millennium Stadium before. Actually, no, he hasn't. That was um, Anthony Joshua. But he has sold out stadiums before. <laughs> a bit different. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, and Jim Brand, all of them, he sold them out. He wants the big fight. They're both massive. They're both almost seven feet. It just makes logical sense. The giant, the Colossus Omos versus the Gypsy King Tyson Fury. What more do you want? And people who aren't wrestling fans, who see Tyson Fury's facing. Big George, Big Omos, they'll buy tickets. They'll pay the two grand to be front row for that. But do, would it not be better to put him in... We were talking about a safe pair of hands earlier and somebody like The Miz, somebody who can not only wrestle, but... Some, well, yeah, exactly. Somebody who can put a match together, beginning, middle and end, tell a story and actually be able to do the wrestling element of it when you're going against somebody like Tyson Fury. I Would you put the trust, and no disrespect to him, but would you put the trust in Omos for that match to come across well? I don't know if I would. Well, but you, you think of the story side of it. And yeah, um, if it's Dolph Ziggler, like Dolph Ziggler's done things like that before with like the Goldbergs and things. But who would you really like, who could tell the story? Then? Maybe a Bobby Lashley? But then Bobby Lashley's tied up with the US title at the moment. He could... He's a safe pair of hands with it. Um, you've got the Alpha Academy, but you'd really think of like a boxer, somebody like a brawler, but somebody who can grapple as well. But I'm thinking the size. They, you know, they trusted him with Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman wasn't exactly the most polished wrestler in the world, and that turned out okay. Okay, fair enough. I mean, do do we do we think there's anybody else he could potentially? I like the idea of Dolph Ziggler, but I don't know how they'd quickly move that into a storyline. I, I get the. I get the reasoning behind Omos, and you know, it's it's your um, immovable object type moment, isn't it? You know, your Hogan, your Andre type thing. Um, is there anybody else that realistically could face that would make sense? Who Riddle. isn't 
that isn't Drew, because I think I'm with you that Drew's going to face Reigns. Riddle or Ricochet, they'd be pretty cool. Ricochet. It's got to be a heel, though, surely. Yeah, but it's hard. I mean, there isn't really, like, old-school heel, heel. But you can imagine someone like an MVP getting the crowd riling, being angry. You've got The Miz as well, but, I mean, that wouldn't really be much of a draw. But you can imagine The Miz on the Jonathan Ross show. I'd like to have seen Bobby Lashley if he was a heel against Tyson Fiori. I think Lashley could do, do the match well, and you've got two massive behemoths in the ring there. Um, I, I think Lashley works much better than Omos, but I don't see a heel turn from Lashley anytime soon, especially with the you know United States Championship run that he's got on now after beating Theory. Um, he could face mm. Theory. He could. Wasn't. He could. Wasn't Tyson Fury after Drew McIntyre last time? I remember though, right? Well, he was, yeah. So that's the idea. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it could. Well, it's be... going to be Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns for the title. Most well, times. if he's at the event, there's no reason why, because you know they love doing things like this. It could. Let's just say it's Omos, unless it's Sheamus, he's British. Well, let's just say it's Omos, for example. He, it's Fury versus Omos. Fury beats Omos, and then the main event is McIntyre versus Reigns. And let's just say, who knows if it's going to happen, let's say McIntyre wins and in theory. Wales and, and and wins the title. Forget the theory aspect. Famous is good show. When he's celebrating, couldn't Tyson Fury come out of the end and go face-to-face with him? And then that sets up a match between them two at the next Saudi show, because that's due the month after. October, yeah. So they could he, he could face him in the main event for the world title, McIntyre versus Fury, a Super Showdown or Crown Jewel, whatever it is. What well, I can't remember which one we've already had this year. Okay, what do we have this year? No, didn't we have Elimination Chamber this year? Didn't we? So we've not had. We did, yeah. So it'll be no, Crown, Crown Jewel or draft. Super Showdown, one or two, probably Crown Jewel. So I I could see that he'll still have his match against Omos, for example. McIntyre will beat Reigns he'll come out at the end and say I'm your next challenger congrats on winning the title and they'll have that match at Saudi why aren't I a booker why aren't I top of the prediction league see well this we all know why, we all know why you're not top don't of the be so league. stupid <laughs> who knows who knows right let's have a look at the premium live event from i was going to say sunday from saturday a pleasant surprise i could watch it live my son slept through most of it i only had to be once during the event and summer slams also on a saturday in like three weeks and so clash at the castle what a time to be alive what paper is in what's in august then um, I don't think it's the first time. Ever, it's the first time ever. It's not been in August SummerSlam. I know. Yeah. Uh, so is the one in August, or is there not then? No, Clash is the next one after that, and then it's the Saudi well, show. Bloody and it's, um, Survivor Bill. Series. No Extreme Rules is in the middle of one of them. Because um, Survivor Series, we're gonna have Roman Reigns versus Roman Reigns. Team Roman versus Team Roman. Um, well, Extreme Rules, I think, is between the Saudi show and Survivor Series in October because there was reports today to say that Roman Reigns is no longer being advertised for Extreme Rules, so it's another event he's having off. So, Extreme uh, we, Rules, well, they only have one Extreme Rules match. So for the rest of the year, what they've got, they've got SummerSlam on July 30th, September 3rd, Clash at the Castle, October 8th, Extreme Rules, November 5th, Crown Jewel Jack, November 26th, Survivor Series, and that's it. Yeah, because they got planned. rid of TLC, haven't they? There isn't one in December. They haven't even announced Royal Rumble or anything yet, because the next thing that shows in 2023 is WrestleMania and SoFi, 
April 1st and 2nd. Big time. There's no Royal Rumble. They've, they've cancelled the Rumble. Well, it's we knew the that. greatest Royal Rumble ever. We knew they were cancelling the Rumble because let's not forget the winner of the Money in the Bank gets a it's guaranteed true. title match at WrestleMania. Or at the same night. <laughs> well, exactly. Right, let's jump into it then. So I know I messaged Jamie or I messaged the group, I can't remember, to say, is there a pre-show match? I'm turning on the pre-show. And it was, was nothing, me. so it was pointless. I was playing FIFA. Fair enough. Joe and Dan, disappointingly, didn't watch live. I was going to. Uh, Joe fell asleep at abysmal half past nine. Um, I was going to stay up, and then I got to a stage. I was like, you know what? I'd, I'd like to watch nice and fresh in the morning. I had to host a quiz that evening as well, so I needed to be pretty uh, pretty fresh. So, yeah, I went to bed, and then I watched it in the morning, which was uh, quite nice. But in a way, I'm kind of – I said I'm glad that I didn't stay up. But then when I sort of saw the results of it and saw the surprises, I think it would have kind of been a little bit magic to see it on the night, especially with, like, live – only living once, you know, in theory, shocking the world. I mean, before we break down the matches like we always do, and we'll give our lesser grades at the end, what were our initial thoughts? I mean, I will start. I will say mediocre. I was looking forward to it going in because it's money in the bank and I like ladder matches. And I came out of it thinking, yeah, like WrestleMania backlash and whatever was last was still much better a much better wrestling event than than that. I, mm. Other than the two Money in the Bank matches, which I don't think are the best ones that we've seen before, all the other matches I was just apart from the tag team match, which we'll get on to. Um, it was quite I was, just, I was just a bit. Oh, yeah, well, you say that, but it dragged on for me, and that's usually a sign that you know you don't enjoy something, do you? I mean. It wasn't short. You just compared it to AEW's over-exaggerated pay-per-view over-rate, of five hours. Overrated yeah. pay-per-view. Over-rate. Well, yeah. As we've discussed in the past couple of podcasts, they've just got no, no like real star power. So, like other than, like like the shock cashings, like the shock entrance at the end, there was like no like real like star power. Oh my god, I can't miss this match. It was just everything was just yeah. okay. It wasn't like amazing. It wasn't like a match that was like, oh my god, you need to like, never mind many of the bank, you need to watch this match. It was just, oh, okay. See, if yeah. they had lost Lotharios versus the Street Profits, <laughs> even on the pre show. Or versus the Mysterios, yeah. The back. <laughs> they came back on Raw. My did dear Lord. He did yes. it, Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> and um, Dominic's joining the Judgment Day. I, I'm predicting it now, <laughs> three weeks' time, it's Rey Mysterio's 20 year anniversary. They'd be in the ring. Hey, we're well done, Ray Mysterio. We love you. Hey, Dad. Yeah, we love you. Get this on my shoulders, is your Dad. life. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he smashes and beats up his dad. And then we get to see Ray versus Dominic Mysterio at Clash of the Castle. What more do you want? Clash of the Castle. Everything. Opening match then. Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Becky Lynch, Lacey Evans, Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi. They were all unsuccessful against the eventual winner, Liv Morgan. Oh. Um, Botchamania <laughs> comes comes to mind, <laughs> and particularly Shotzi. And I want to be careful what I say here because I don't know if you guys have seen the reports, but she got a lot of unwarranted shit, let's say, from people. It was obvious to see there were botches, and, and, and there were botches from... Everybody, I think everybody botched at one point. It was really a botch fest. So it's unfair to single her out. I just think the botches that she did, 
I don't know whether it was because, just when I think back, whether she was like the only one in the ring with somebody at the time or whatnot. So it was just more obvious, or they were bigger spots type things. But everybody contributed in a way to it being a bit of a botch fest. So it really is unfair to single her out. And, you know, she's had to delete a Twitter because of idiots out there and things like that. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, when we talk about botches or when Botchamania released their videos and stuff, you know, it is all in jest. It is all a bit of a laugh. But, you know, she has unfortunately taken some things to heart. But ne- nevertheless, there were some mistakes in there. And the obvious ones were from were from Shotzi. It was and I think that her name, not Shotzi, taken to the heart. For God's sake! <laughs> um, but I, I just, I think I wouldn't say the botching overshadows the win because I was happy with the win, even though it's not who I predicted. But I think when I think back to, oh, was that Money in the Bank women's match any good? I just can't help but think of anything that happened other than the botches, personally. I mean, the sunset flip over the ladder was pretty good. Raquel Rodriguez right on her head. Beautiful. Love to see it. Yeah. Oh, Lacey, it was Lacey Evans. Sorry, weren't it? The Where was the right women's rights? It's a woman's rights. It is. It's a woman's right. No, don't be so stupid. Man, she got like no reaction. Good. I don't get it. She's. <laughs> I like Lacey Evans and I, you know, I like a new look. Um, I think she's a good worker. She's Joe's yeah, favourite wrestler. Like it would have been Lacey, do you, Joe? <laughs> Reminds him of times gone by. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just just a bit of a, a mess. And, and did Becky jump off the ladder? Was it Becky that jumped off the ladder onto yeah. someone? Or and the ladder didn't, didn't break. Yeah, she just bounced break. off a tight thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that's not really their fault, but. <laughs> Did you also yeah. watch it on Raw? They had a no match on Raw, yeah, or yeah, Street Fighter match. And then after the match, you know, there's sometimes where they give him the whole like, "Oh yeah, well done for the match," and they give him a squeeze. Have you seen the video? No. Asuka just grabs Becky's breast and goes, <laughs> squeezes it. What? what? Was that on TV or after? On the TV, event? it's caught. I'll send you the video. Oh, <laughs> she just squeezes and goes, <laughs> "That's assault. That's assault." That. Oh, it said the video. We'll add that to the collection. We will. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've all made our thoughts, or I think I've pretty much summarised what everyone was thinking on that match. But the, the winner then, Liv, we happy? So Let's happy. F- forget for a moment what happens I'm, on I'm later on in the night. Just the, just the fact that she won I'm, the briefcase. I'm pretty sure I said on the show, like, I want Liv Morgan to win it. However, she it seemed like she was in a storyline with Alexa Bliss, so it didn't make any sense for her to win it. So that's why I didn't pick her. But I did want her to win. Somebody said it. Look at Joe, he's unhappy. But um, yeah, I really wanted Liv Morgan to win it. Um, But I thought because they're in the storyline, we'll just give it Becky Lynch because no one else would win it out of the rest of the pile. But very happy. The only person that picked picked her was Joe. So Joe gets a a point for that. You're happy with the, the win then for Liv Morgan, Joe? Yeah, I, I, I think I said it last week, like, she's been building up for months and months, like, and she's had, like, such down on her look, and she's had, she's, like, had so many losses, all of her friends are left, you know, she really needed this win, so I'm so happy for her, and, you know, there's been, like, a massive outpouring of love for her on social media, everyone's congratulated mm. her, so, yeah, why not give it to somebody new? Yeah, congratulations there. 
Okay. It's about goddamn time. About goddamn time. I'm very happy to announce that in the next match, only two people correctly predicted the winner of Bob the Lash versus Theory for the United States Championship. And it was bloody hell, Joe. It was me and Joe. So there's a point for me <laughs> and a point for Joe. Dan, your thoughts on this match? I thought it was pretty solid. I enjoyed the match for what it was. Yeah, in all I did. And I think when you work out what's going to happen moving on, it, it works. Last time we saw something very similar was when um, there was the cash-in where the Miz won the, got the, used the money in the bank against Drew McIntyre and um, against Bobby Lashley. But then the title changed from Bobby Lashley to Riddle, um, the, the US title. Wow. Um, so very similar, like that happened at like No Way Out, Elimination Chamber sort of time. It was very similar what they've done, you know, they had to take the title off theory so you could then hold the money in the bag. So looking at it as grand scheme of things, it actually makes sense. But at the time you're thinking, well, we're building towards a John Cena um, theory match at SummerSlam. Now we know that that's not going to happen. It's going to be a, the rematch of this match at SummerSlam, which is a bit of crap. But um, now that we can see what they were planning for theory and, you know, it makes sense that they're trying to build new styles now that Cody can't have the briefcase. In all, it makes sense, but in terms of it, I'd still stand by your prediction. At the time before we knew what had happened, it made more sense for um, for Theory to keep it because we didn't know that, that was going to happen. No, makes sense. I think, like like you say, in hindsight now, you can see what happened at the end of the night. In the, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The WWE with some quality booking. What's going on there? <laughs> um, I think we can pretty much brush over the next match and say we all got a point when Bianca Belair defeated Carmella. I mean, poor. Unless I anybody wants to say something specific, poor. I'll be honest, uh, I skipped it. I didn't even watch the second of it. This, this was the match where, luckily, if it could be timed right, and it did, the baby woke up and wanted his feed. <laughs> so I could sit there... <laughs> Give him his feed and not have to worry about what was happening on the on the screen. Um, yeah, none of us are surprised over the fact that Biela retained, I'm sure. And again, not knocking Carmella, but we knew that this was just a very much a transitional thing. Just, you know, a match to get it get the title on the card, easy win, and the win on the record for Belair. Doesn't really matter that Carmella's lost because it doesn't really affect her because she loses more or less all the time anyway. Um, yeah. Unless anybody wants to add anything else specific, I'll move on um, to match of the night. And I dare anybody to challenge that. The tag team championships, the undisputed tag team championships, the unified, whatever they want to call it, tag team championships where the Usos defeated the Street Profits. Now, the match for me started off a little slow, but that last... 10 minutes, because it was a 23-minute match, that last 10 minutes was some of the best booking I've seen on a match for a long time, the WWE. So much so I was ready, even though I knew that you guys were asleep and it probably would have been a spoiler. I honestly thought the Street Profits were going to do it and I was ready to send the rest going, yes, I told you, I knew it, give me all the points. <laughs> they did it. Um, the they do these things in WWE and AEW where there's these close call finishes. And like we've said before, I've got an issue with people hitting their finisher all the time and kicking out of them or these close calls and stuff. And it can be overdone. There were, I can't quite put my finger on it. But there was something about this match where the booking was just brilliant on it and it made it believable. It didn't feel over the top, even though there were loads of near falls and things like that. I just felt like it had the right amount. 
all four of them put on a great show. And I don't know about you two. I mean, obviously, I suppose it's different because I assume you were aware of the result before you watched the event, so you didn't go in spoiler-free. But you can imagine watching it live or going in spoiler-free thinking, Street Profits are going to do it. They've got the win on probably more than one occasion. In a way. Um, but they, they were kind of teasing, or they still are teasing, the Dawkins and Ford splitting up and going singles. Um, so with the, the build of that, I kind of still thought, no, nah, you know, smart money is on the Usos. But they always do that. They're very good at telling the stories. Um, and they, both of them look really good. I even thought Dawkins are very athletic. And you can see that he has a good chance if he does go singles to actually do something with it and not just chase the 24-7 title. But I, I wouldn't say it was a match of the night. I, I think the men's money in the bank was match of the night. But in terms of classic good wrestling, on that undercard as well that was very lacklustre and actually it was entertaining to watch and you know you didn't want to skip it you thought there would be spots coming up and there'd be entertaining parts of it but it's very similar you know whenever you've got the new day in there whenever you've got the usos in there uh, even with the street profits they're, they're good hands and they're always put on a solid match you'll very rarely get too many botches you know and the jumping over the corner turnbuckle over to them on the outside in it is spots like that you don't see that often it worked really well, and I, I believe it did entertain. You know, you look at the contrast between the Carmella and Bianca Belair match, the match beforehand, that pretty much was putting all of us to sleep. You know, it's, yeah. it's leaps and bounds. You'd, you'd look at that tag match and go, it's between four and four and a half stars. But then you look at the Belair and Carmella match, and, you know, and it would really just struggle just to get up to two. It was a good placing of that match on the card because the crowd needed waking up ready for the rest of the night, and, and it certainly worked. Mm. Jamie, your thoughts on the uh, on the tag match then? It was a very good match. Again, I probably wouldn't say it was match of the night. Uh, we'll get on to the match of the night when we get there. But um, no, it was a solid match. And again, similar to what you were saying, no, however, there was a lot of close calls taking a page out of the AEW book there with all the false finishes. But um, no, it was a very uh, a solid match. And... Like, I think there was a moment in the match where I was like, oh, shit, they are actually going to win. But it didn't happen. Oh, yeah, like I just said then, I, there were times I was ready. I was like, yes, they've done it. Give me all the all the bonus points. Oh, go on. Uh, so you're the only one that went them. from Street Profits then? Yeah, I didn't get the point. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> Something that um, none of us got the points on. Well, let's, let's go on to the first match first. I don't think we need to say much more other than Ronda Rousey defeated Natalia in an okay match. You, you were disappointed, were you, Joe? Yeah, I, I I said last week I was really looking forward to like a really technical match, you know, like sharpshooter versus the ankle lock. But I don't know, it was like really clunky and all they could keep doing was keep calling each other bitch like bitch 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 <laughs> come on, I, thought, come on. I thought it started off well but it very quickly dropped off and it wasn't as good as i thought it was going to be very similar to what what yourself said i don't think any of us are surprised by the well certainly by the result of this match we, we all picked ronda in this instance and it made sense from a booking standpoint i mean we'll we'll quickly move on to the match, the match of the night afterwards the match of the night. The 35 second match. I, I have a problem. I have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with Liv Morgan being the SmackDown Women's Champion. If anything, I'm really happy for her. And it's great. And, you know, she deserves it. And it's, and it's a long time coming. I have a problem with two things. My first issue is the fact that 
for the last three or four Money in the Bank pay-per-views, the women, the woman who's won the briefcase has cashed in the same night and won. I mean, it's just three, four years in a row now. That's what I've got an issue with. It's almost like they don't trust a woman to hold on to the briefcase and carry that momentum whenever they're going to do it. What will you know for next year's predictions to predict a cash in the same night? It's easy points. And it won't happen now, will it? Because um, <laughs> none of us went for it this time around. But my other issue is... I don't... I don't know if it was the right... To me, it's more believable if Liv Morgan beats Bianca Belair, not Ronda Rousey. And I get Ronda Rousey just had a match. She was hardly taken out, though, at the end. You know, she was only punched a few times. She was injured, Bernie. that sharp Yeah, finger. but was she... I just... This is Ronda... This is the baddest woman on the planet. The baddest woman on the planet who loses in 30 seconds to a roll-up. You know, she's only lost twice before and you know at mania in a whole career you know and she loses in 30 seconds to a, a roll-up she's injured i know she's to be probably, fair, she was happy to a roller because they're really good friends in real life aren't they and i'm sure she was happy to do the job type thing very much like taker was happy to do the job to lesnar i know it's a you can't compare them. I'm just saying, like, people who are good friends outside of the business. The streak is over. The arms are um, But, yeah, I just... It would have made more sense. I don't know if Otto would have been happy with it, but it would have made more sense if she'd have come out and it had been a fail cashing. You know when she grabbed her with that ankle lock? I did think, yeah. oh, Jesus. Like, you messaged me. You messaged me. You messed me going, poor Liv failed cashing. <laughs> yeah. That's why it was match of the night, because you thought that was going to happen. I mean, did it. But that would make more this. sense. It doesn't. When Ronda did that sharpshooter, she did like the Shawn Michaels pose. I'm like, that's almost heelish. That's like turning like the crowd against you. Like, oh, I'm I'm mocking your uncle and I'm, I'm, I'm doing like a Shawn Michaels. Do you catch that? Yeah, I, I don't think Ronda's going to be at Clash of the Castle. I just she got will a be feeling at SummerSlam, though. She'll be at SummerSlam, but I think she's going to take some time off then. And I, unfortunately, I don't think we'll get to see that bad reputation. I was going to wear my Ronda T-shirt as well, and now I'm going to have to bin it and get my Make It Rollins stuff on. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Watch um, me live. We're all happy then, I assume. You need to man's swar t-shirt. Yes, man's swar and man what they call it, base. Marseille. Marseille I like that. People were slating it online. I love the fact that they do that with them. It makes me laugh. It's and, just and a it's poor man's... It's a heelish thing, it's, yeah. It's just a poor man's version of what, what Fandango and... Tyler Breeze. No, these Somebody are on um, Twitter had a really good idea. You know Ginny from NXT UK? Yeah. Well, she's currently going out with or engaged to uh, Gunther, who's on oh. SmackDown. And they're, you know, they're catwalk models. Ginny's gimmick is literally, she's a fashionista. She's a, a, a catwalk model. Get her in. Like, and it bolsters the women's division. It's a no-brainer to me. She's employed in the company. They want to bolster this stable. Put them with Max Duke. And make it a killer stable. Why not? Do it. And um, they can rival the Judgment Day. My dear Lord. Somebody called him a, a budget retribution. Like if you ordered retribution on Wish. <laughs> but that, that's harsh. No, that what, is Judgment harsh. Day? Yeah, the, the Judgment they Day. That bad. We're, um, we're all happy with Liv, though. But regardless of the nature in which 
she got oh, yeah, down. Definitely. We're all happy she's the champion. As I tweeted and put on Facebook, it's about damn time. Right. Main event time. Men's money in the bank like that. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Mad Cat Moss, Omos, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Seth Franklin, Rollins and Sheamus were all unsuccessful. Wait. To <laughs> a man who was entered into the match. I'll put it all to you in a moment. <laughs> I am happy with the person who now holds the briefcase. I'm not happy with another one of these stupid, this lazy booking, just throwing somebody in at the last minute. And then, of course, you know, they're go- you might as well not have the match because, of course, you know they're going to win when they're introducing the nature in which they I, I said a couple of weeks ago they're going to do an AEW and, you know, put a yeah. card in there. They did exactly that. When he came out, and I suppose this is more of a question for Jamie because Jan and Joe both have the spoilers. When he came out and said he was entering somebody else into the match, did anybody pop into your head? I, I'm trying to think back now if I thought, oh, it's going to be whoever. Possibly- I don't think it would have been, but I, was, I think people were kind of hoping it would be John Cena. Yeah. Or Cody Rhodes. Whoa. Um, I mean, he's a bit injured, but yeah, sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's fake. It was all the storyline. Just well, like his storyline of him. He's still an AEW superstar. That's my theory. That's my Austin theory. He's going to be um, in the um, video game. With, um, Omega. He is, yeah. Week. They're not taking he's him keep, out, are they? He's keeping him in there because he's part of the foundation. He is. He is. Right then, Jamie, so you said this was match of the night, did you, then, over the tag no, team match? I said, no, I said... I did. Oh, was that Dan? I said, said Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey was match of the ah, night. Ah, yeah, there was that stupid analysis. So then, Dan, match of the night, then. Happy with the match you are, then, and happy with the winner? Yeah, usually with many of the bands, it's spot fests. It's like, who's going to do a flip off this ladder? Who's going to go through the ladder that's conveniently made full of, made of wood? There's a big ladder. There's a little ladder. Let's jump off each. This one was all about... Omos is unstoppable. We all need to team up together to make sure this guy cannot compete and get that briefcase. So they piled loads of ladders on top of him. He got free. And then they all of them, well, all of them by um, theory, who's conveniently out of the match for the majority of it, they lifted him up above their, all their heads and they put him through the announcement table. And that took him out of commission. But I was saying, Joe, I was noticing in the match that you had theory, um, and I think Sami Zayn, they weren't really taking many spots. They were kind of hiding on the outside, which was very clever in a way. You think that they're quite smart with it, and Theory's already had a match. But it was very heavy hitting. Drew McIntyre was hitting hard. Shane was hitting hard. We saw little Butch run down as well. Went up one of the ladders to try and stop <laughs> yes. somebody. I think it was Drew McIntyre. It's like a rabid dog. He was. All in all, I, was, I thought there was a lot of elements to it, but it made sense. It wasn't any conventional money in the bank where they've got everybody just looking to try and do flippy flips all over the shop. They were actually putting it together and they told the story, you know, put down Omos, control it. And in the end, theory, you know, eight times down, he got the briefcase and he's the new Mr. Munner in the bank. Where does he go from here then, Joe? When does he cash in? On who? And will he be successful? Yeah, I mean, he's already hinted on it about Roy, you know, there's going to be, was that last bad standing match with Brock Lesnar this Roman Reigns at SummerSlam? So. It might be SummerSlam. I mean, he kind of teased Bobby Lashley as well, like, oh, don't forget, I've still got the money in the bank, so I could cash in against you. But he's also teasing that he's going to cash in after the last man standing match against Barack and Roman. So 
it'd probably be then. I I don't know. I I would I would put my money on something to say definitely, but he's got the perfect opportunity at SummerSlam because it's the last man standing match. So whoever's mm. whoever's like because they're going to beat the living piss out of each other. You know whoever's left, whoever's a champion, all it takes is him to run out at the end and just pin one of them. So that's probably the best time. I could see him teasing. I could see him coming out at the end of SummerSlam and teasing and not cashing in. Probably the same at something like Clash of the Castle as well. I just think with Theory, they, they've got a good thing going with, with him. He's, he, you know, he, he's a, he is a future world champion. He's, he's the next big thing to coin a phrase. He's yeah. your Vince McMahon protégé, very much like Drew McIntyre is, but I think they will see him through all the way before he gets released type thing this time round. I honestly do think that. I just think they need to be careful. He won't... I, I don't think it'll happen at SummerSlam because it's too, it's too early. It's, I don't look at him yet and go, there is your undisputed, unified, world heavyweight, you know, champion of the world there. Not not yet. I think it's been a while since we've had somebody hold on to the briefcase for a long time. And I think now is the time when it needs to happen. He needs to ride the wave of momentum that he's got, hold it for months. I wouldn't be against him holding it till Mania and having a match at Mania for it because I think he needs it. He needs to keep developing. He can lose on the way because he's lost so far. He's, you know, he lost at Mania. He lost money in the bank. It's not hurt his momentum. Um, and I don't think it will it do. Kind it of reminds me. Is it, though, yeah, exactly. A man it, can just be like, oh, it's fine. I'll just gift you this. It kind of reminds me of like the Miz in the fact that we spoke about it before and even last week where he can take these losses and he kind of still stays on the level that he is and he can only really go up. I don't think he'll go down from there. Um, I just think he needs to hold on to it for a while and we've not seen that for a while. But, but keep the audience going. Oh, look, he's going to cash in. He's come out at the end of SummerSlam or he's come out at the end of Clash or he's, you know, he, he, he's come out at the Rumble. I, I, I don't know. You, know. you know what I mean? Keep Remind people that he is Mr. Money in the Bank and he can cash in at any time. But leave it. As, I'm not saying announce you're going to have the match at Mania or cash in like Rollinson at Mania. But, and I'm not saying leave it that long. I think they need to be do, leaving it until at least January. I honestly do. And then if you, there's an argument for if you're going to leave it till January, then he either needs to win it and somebody challenges him at Mania, so he's the champion for two or three months before he potentially drops it at Mania, or he's got to win it at Mania because, you know, if we're getting up to January and Mania's only around the corner, something needs to happen then. So, yeah, I... And now I've said this, he'll cash in at SummerSlam and be world champion, which I think is far, far too early. But I'd like to think what you and uh, you and Jamie think, Dan. Yeah, it's, it's one of these things. It's, it's hard to think when is he going to cash in. I think it's really good to see um, him go towards Mania. But you look at it at Mania, it's kind of already tied up with the world title at Mania. I've got a feeling it's going to be a failed cash in. He's going to sand out it. Um, but he's got Vince McMahon. Uh, there, but then again, Vince McMahon was really hot on Alberto Del Rio, trying to get him to cash in on CM Punk before he left. You know, with the with the title, um, so it'd be interesting to see how they do it. I think it'll be quite smart when they do, but it does smell a little bit of failed cashing. I think if we're going down that route of failed cashing, I think there's the only one way it could possibly work. But um, what I think 
I mean, I, I did play this idea, like, imagine if he cashes in at Clash of the Castle. I mean, Drew McIntyre wins the title and he cashes in and obviously gets... I mean, that would be ultimate heel heat. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, if you talk about failed cash-ins, the only way I could see it working would be at the Royal Rumble. He would cash in at the Royal Rumble, lose, and then be entrant number 30 and win it. And that's typical WWE loving to just throw people straight in. And, and like we've just seen it with Money in the Bank. We saw it with both Rumble matches. That's it. It's just, it's very predictable, but it's a safe prediction. It would, it would, cash, it would cash, cash in at Royal Rumble, somehow lose, and then Vince will put him in at number 30. Another opportunity, he'll win that and then go to WrestleMania, possibly even lose at WrestleMania. Vince McMahon just disowns him. And that's how you end that storyline. Yeah, maybe you're not yeah. the future then. And then maybe Vince goes into John Cena's corner and John oh, Cena becomes God, heel and Theory becomes face. <laughs> and Cena becomes 17-time world champion under the guys of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Done it. Plans there you go. That's, how you, that's how you book, Taron. This is why I'm doing a <laughs> Masters in screenwriting. Well, this is why you're top of the prediction league because the points are... I didn't win this week, though, did Jay- I? Mm-hmm. That was Joe. Yes, it was Joe. Well done, Joe. It's Jamie on, Jamie on 44, Joe and Dan Tyne on 34, 10 points behind, and I'm on and 32. <laughs> <laughs> very, um, moving swiftly on very quickly before we get on to the quiz to end the show. There was a promo run during the event. I don't know if it was run during Raw. I haven't watched Raw. Yeah, Oh, it was, was it? It was very... When it happened, everyone was going, It's the Fiend! It's the Fiend! Um, it was very Bray Wyatt-themed-esque with all the candles and the silhouette. However, I assume, and everybody seems to think of it now, when I did watch it back, it seems to be Edge. There's a lot of harking back to his past opponents on there. Eddie Guerrero, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, you know, the Latino Heat license plate, the Hardy Boys like arm sashes and the Dudley's glasses. Um, I mean, it's it's got to be Kane, hasn't it? It's Christian Cage. He's turned his back he's on AEW and he's coming back. He's, he's just going to kill everybody in AEW. He's going to kill Jungle Boy and then come He'd over. bring Luchasaurus over with him because he's now his little... Yes. Like, well, what about that uh, heel move? Yeah, Luchasaurus. That well, was good. I need, I need to see what I think about Jungle Boy's family. They could all die except this man. Call me. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We're um we're all thinking that's Edge then, hundred percent. Yeah, it kind of feels a bit weird since he's only been gone for two weeks and they're already running these promos for him. But no, nah. what whatever. It Unless could be another Mansoor is coming and it'll be weeks. He might he might make a new longer. brood. He might make a new brood. I'd be happy with that. He can be the gangrel of the new brood. Isn't but, that what the Judgment Day was supposed to be? <laughs> uh, yeah, but he can bring back the brood theme, can't he? Anyway, let's quiz it. Jamie, you've got a quiz for us to finish off this week. What is the theme? Well, I mean, there's only one thing it can really be, can't it? Considering, Joe, you did a John Cena one last week. Was that right? Yeah. So I had to do Money in the Bank. Oh. All about that money, money. Money, money, Yeah, money, yeah, money. that money, money, money. money. Yeah, yeah. Money. No, I'm doing crime time, Taryn. No. So was I. Yeah, the redeemer, the redeemer, (laughs) the scream. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we have got ten questions on uh, money in da bank. Da bank. Um, 
I'm pretty sure I did this last year as well, a Money in the Bank quiz. I vaguely remember doing one. Probably but, the same um, questions. I mean, probably question one probably is the same question, but we'll start off easy, see how you remember. Because my first question is, when was the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view? Stop looking at me Googling. I can hear that clicking. When was the first Money in the Bank pay-per-view mm. so you want the year yeah oh, i mm -hmm. only put it on the other day mm, okay oh that's wrong question two what was the main event at last year's money in the bank pay-per-view what match was the main event at last year's money in the bank Okay. Was that last hmm. year or the year before? I can't last really remember now. Question three. Who are the only superstars to win the Money in the Bank ladder match more than once? How many? More than once. No, how did you say who I didn't say I didn't oh. say how many, but there are two. Right, hang on. To hold the briefcase more to than win, to win the match. To win the money in the bank ladder match. You gotta to listen I to the you. words, Taryn. I've got yeah. you. Who are the <laughs> only superstars to yeah, win got, the money in the bank ladder match more than once? Question four. This is a, a special one here. What was special about the money in the bank pay-per-view? On June 18th, 2017. What was special about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view in 2017? Oh, my life's supposed to know that. Jesus. It what was, was special. special. Oh, I don't know. Okay, question five. Which female superstar has appeared in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches? <sighs> Question five. Which female superstar has appeared in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches? I wonder where you know where Question six is going. Question six. Which two superstars, because they're both tied, have appeared in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches? Which two male superstars have appeared in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches? Is that and for you know two I'll points. give you a point each for answer. Same with question three as well. And I tell you what, just because I'm so bloody nice, the next one I'll give you four points for it. And question seven, there have been four unsuccessful catch-ins i can see people starting to write they were john cena damien sandow baron corbin and braun Strowman. but who were they unsuccessful against uh. yes you all starting to write those names out weren't you but i fooled you all who were they unsuccessful against i'll give you the names again john cena damien sandow baron corbin and braun Strowman. Who were they unsuccessful against? Four points. Question eight. 
Who has held the money in da bank contract the longest? Who has held the money in the bank contract the longest? Okay. Question nine. Monday Night Raw has seen the most cashed-in contracts, but which show has seen the second most? Which show has seen the second most cashed-in contracts? Right, okay. And the final question is for three points. And the question is, this is a, this is a pretty good one, this one. Which superstars... Three superstars have won the Money in the Bank, the King of the Ring, and the Royal Rumble match. Okay. Which three superstars have won the Money in the Bank, the King of the Ring, and the Royal Rumble? Lord, I can't really think of one. Got two so far. Would you like any of the questions repeating before we start to go through the answers? No. No. Okay, let's go through the answers. Joe, in what year was the first Money in the Bank pay per view? I bet 2005. Dan, when was the first? Taron, got 2011. I must be way out. It was 2010 that was the first oh. Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I think the first Money in the Bank match may have been at WrestleMania in 2005, though. Yeah, oh. 21. <laughs> uh, question two. What was the main event at last year's Money in the Bank, Dan? Oh, um, yeah, it was Roman versus Edge. Taron? Yes, it was that because Cena came out at the end. Joe? Same Roman versus Edge. Correct. Show me a paper, I don't believe you. <laughs> oh, that was quick. Fair enough. <laughs> Question three, Taron. Who are the only superstars to win the Money in the Bank ladder match more than once? Oh, Edge and CM Punk. Dan? CM Punk and Carmella. Joe? I put CM Punk and Edge. It was CM Punk and Carmella. So you was get it? a point for CM Punk. But yes, Carmella won it twice. Yeah, buddy. Okay, question four. What was special about the Money in the Bank pay-per-view on June 18th, 2017, Joe? I had no idea. I thought Black I didn't know. Taron? I, I didn't know. I thought on July the 4th weekend or something. It was June 18th. I gave it a date. <laughs> Did you? Oh, I don't know. Dan? It was the first time there were two Money in the Bank matches. No, it was a SmackDown-only event. Oh. Is when they used to have oh. the Raw and, Raw and SmackDown divided. It was a SmackDown-only event. The rest of them have been dual-branded. Wow. Okay, question five. Which female superstars appeared in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches, Dan? I thought it was Carmella. Taryn? Alexa Bliss. Joe? Naomi. It's Natalia. Oh, for God's yeah. sake. 
Question six. Which two male superstars appeared in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches? Two points. Joe. Shell Benjamin, John Morrison. Taron. Kofi and Edge. Dan. Kofi and John Morrison. Ooh, you both of you get a point. It's Kofi Kingston and it has to be Kane. It's got to be Kane. Dear me. Okay, question seven. There have been four unsuccessful catch-ins, but who were they against? Dan? John Cena, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, and that's all I've got. I've only got three. Okay. Joe? John Cena, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns. Taron? Um, John Cena, twice I've put, Randy Orton and Lesnar. Okay, so John Cena unsuccessfully cashed in against CM Punk. Oh. He was one of the answers. Yeah. Damien Sandow unsuccessfully cashed in against John Cena. Yeah, Baron Corbin unsuccessfully cashed in against Jinder Mahal. Oh. <laughs> and Braun Strowman unsuccessfully against Roman Reigns. Yeah, so one point. Two for me. Question eight. Who has held the Money in the Bank contract the longest, Taron? Was it someone quite far back, like Mr. Kennedy? Joe. RVD. Dan. Seth Rollins. No, it was Carmella, 287 days. (laughs) (laughs) Nine. Raw has seen the most casting contracts, but which show has seen the second most, Joe? Smackdown. Taron. Money in the Bank. Dan. Extreme rules. No, it was money in the bank. Well done, Sam. <laughs> four of them were women. <laughs> women, that's what I thought. That's what we is. <laughs> Smackdown has seen four, and uh, money in the bank has seen five. Where we go? Uh, ten. Which superstars have won the money in the bank, King of the Ring, and the Royal Rumble, Joe? I just got Sheamus. I don't actually know. <laughs> Taron. Um, I put Sheamus and Edge. Dan. Seamus. Edge. Brock Lesnar. Or three points Uh, to Dan. No, do I not get two points? Yeah, you get two points. (laughs) It was Edge, Brock and Seamus. Okay. The only three to do it. Brock party. I got eight. What did you get, Dan? Nine. And Joe. Seven. The streak is broken. Joe is finally lost. (laughs) Lovely. Right, Dan, where can everybody find us on the socials? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are Grapplecast Show. You can catch us on your Deezers, your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're also available on your social media, on your Facebooks, your Instagrams, and your Twitters. Let us know you're out there and tell your friends. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, as always. And to Jamie, if you'd like to sign us off. Yes, you're welcome for the quiz. I say some people say it was the best quiz ever. But no, without further ado, I must bid you a good night and a goodbye. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.